My name is Bryce Kala, and I'm a dreamer. Both waking and sleeping, my rich and vivid imagination has been keeping life interesting since I was very little. So I'm going to share those dreams with you, and I'd love for you to share your dreams with me. Let's do this together in a little place that I like to call Somewhere in Dream World. everyone and welcome to the Midnight Notion Somewhere in Dream World podcast, the podcast about all things dreams, both waking and sleeping. And today maybe have uh, a little bit of uh, talk about voices because mine sure isn't here. My name is Bryce Kala. I'm your host. I'm not a pro, but I do like pros. Hey, and today we have a special guest, Alec Johnson. Hey, hi. Hello, hello, that's me. Uh, how are you, Alec? I'm pretty, I'm really well right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll, uh, listeners, you'll never guess where I met Alec. Alec, do you know where I met you? Definitely the huge theater. Huge, was, the huge theater. It was the huge, yes. That was, that's where most of the guests for this show come from. Absolutely. Which is odd. I spent a lot of time in the music industry or in the music uh, scene. And then when I went over to improv, suddenly I made a bunch of friends. So I don't know what that says about the music scene, but here we are. I think a, a big thing is like in the improv community, it's so much about, about like it's community, you know? Yeah. Performing Com- together and whatnot. Yeah, everybody you have to have community. Yeah, really. Yeah, because the the whole mindset of it that yes and uh, mindset from one hundred and one, you're taught to take what somebody else is bringing and add to it and and agree mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in music, it's very much like my band needs to be the best because there's a battle of the bands. You know what? It also might be is that there's the huge, and that's like really one of the only locations to ever do improv, and so. Sure. With music, like, you know, you just go to one of the 200 bars. Right, right. Yeah. True, you true. Have to, you have to meet these people. Like, it's like the breakfast club almost. You're in the confined space. Yeah. And you have to befriend them. Yeah. yeah and you, yeah, even if one is a jock and one is a nerd. And yeah, one yeah. Is a, you have to get together. I mean, like, you're just, you're forced. You <laughs> there's only to. one place, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, in this episode uh, today, uh, I have to mention our sponsor that could have been because every episode could have been sponsored and unfortunately wasn't. But this week's uh, this week's episode or this month, I should say month because this isn't a weekly podcast, it's a monthly yeah. podcast. This month's sponsor could have been the immune system. Have you ever heard of this company? I have. I've heard of it. Yeah, they're they do great things. Uh, pretty much every time you get cut or like bro- yeah. break something like a bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a nose. I've never done that before. It but hurts. It really hurts. Have you broken a nose? Not a... Well, uh, I've broken bones. Just Which bones have you broken? Both my thumbs. Both of your thumbs? Yeah. Wait, was at really, the same time? Yep. It was really hard to write for all of fifth grade. All of fifth grade? Yep. Wait, is that, does it take that long to repair? Well, um, they were like broken and then... Uh, we waited a while to get any like treatment, and then oh no, I finally got the casts, and then I had to write with like both hands for a while. It was oh. hard. 
Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it was really difficult. What was the cause of the break? Uh, you know the roller gardens? Roller garden. I don't know the roller gardens. So it's the place where you like wear roller skates and you, you, you oh, go in a circle sure. to like 80s music. And um, I fell really hard, really hard. Okay. And broke both of my thumbs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. But like not the other fingers? No, <laughs> I didn't. No, it was just my thumbs because I think I landed like, you know? Yeah. For, the, dumb, yeah. for the listeners, <laughs> Alec is showing you what it looks like. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you you put your finger you put your hands down to brace and then and then it just doesn't work. See now yeah. when I did that, I fell off a swing once. Um well, more so I was doing a trick and it failed and resulted in a fall. Um Ooh. and and I fractured my wrist, my left wrist in Ooh. 7th grade. Yeah, or just before 7th grade. How many tricks are there that you can do on a swing? You could do a lot of tricks on like a swing. Backflip and front jump. Yeah, like well, the two. I, there's kids at one of the schools where I work that are doing front flips. Off Whoa! Of, yeah, yeah off wild. of the yeah, they're doing front flips off of the front. Like they're not like I feel like when you're swinging backwards, you could probably do a rotation, mm-hmm. but they're like jumping off the front and doing a flip. And to me, that's insane because what if your legs get caught on the swing? And then you die. And you die, <laughs> like, which is immediately the first thing that happens. <laughs> but like I was doing a backflip so and I thought to do a foot grab at the same time. Oh. And when I reached for my feet, my feet actually bumped the swing in the other direction. So when I did the rotation, the swing caught my legs and then I went down. And my first concern was I would, the, the wind got knocked out of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My arm hurt, but mm-hmm. I just figured like I fell and the, the wind got knocked out. So that's the problem. But then hours later, I could not go to sleep and it, uh, it we ended up having to drive me into the hospital. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, now the uh, the immune system is working. It's magic on my throat. Wow. <laughs> because for some reason, through all the yelling uh, outside, uh, playing uh, recess games with children all the time, uh, and then I played a show on Wednesday, so it's just gone. Yeah, no, uh, kids make you sick. Yeah, that's the thing they do. <laughs> well, it's not even sick; it's just sore. Like, yeah, it's, it's oh, not really? a it's not a sore throat. It's like I literally my voice got lost from oh. just overusing it. I'm I'm I need I should really uh, there. I'm obviously misusing it if it's gone like this from yeah. just overuse. But I don't know. Here we are. Wow. Yeah, it feels better than it did last night. Um, I did. Better, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. You, you saw a little bit last night. We were talking after the show. I saw uh, your throat. Yeah. 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 You saw the, you, looked, <laughs> you peered right in. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, in this episode, we, we're actually going to talk about dreams at some point. Uh, this episode, we've got dreams where we're under attack. Yeah. yeah. Ah, scary. Uh, but before we get into that, the news. I got a couple things coming up. Sweet. Do you have things coming up? Nope. <laughs> Great. Uh, for improv, you can still see me in Super Showdown and Kabam, both at Huge Theater Super Showdown. 
Uh, I'm actually going to be performing in later tonight with yes. no voice. Yes. Uh, but uh, that runs through the rest of October on Friday nights at 1030. And then uh, Kabam is uh, Saturdays at 8 o'clock. And I'm not in every single Saturday in October, but come anyway because it's a really great show. Yeah, both shows are really good. Yeah, thank you. you know, thank you. Kabam was my first improv show I went to. Really? Yeah. Like uh, It was back when like Hannah Wideven was doing it. Oh, yeah. It was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. 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 No, that was the show that uh, inspired me to make Super Showdown. Yeah. I've been very vocal about how <laughs> I call Super Showdown, lovingly call it Kabam Jr. Yeah, so here was the um, the set for the first improv show I ever went to. It was Kabam, then Splendid Things, and then The Bearded Company. Like, oh, right, yes. Boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, yes. Oh, I went to those shows yeah. all the time. Absolutely top tier. Those are, uh, the, yeah. That's like, that's the bar for me. Yeah, yeah. Ever Absolutely. since then. It's <laughs> Everything <laughs> after has been just downhill. Yep. No, no, like honestly, like it is the it, that those three yep. shows are the reason I'm coming back for sure. Yeah, those are the like specifically like the bearded men and like or the bearded company and like I mean like splendid things doesn't do anything anymore, but like Kabam as well. Like those are the shows I send to people if I want them to get into improv. If yeah. I want them to like appreciate. Yeah, the they're really thing. accessible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so palatable. Yeah. 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 Anybody amazing. can if amazing. you've ever seen a thing yep. <laughs> in your life it's like true. just yeah. if you've ever been alive you can enjoy those yeah shows. honestly um so those are the improv things uh i also have a couple shows with midnight notion yay uh midnight notion is playing november 9th at the hexagon with uh blank space again we play we play with them back awesome. at the cd release in march uh but it's another rock punk night so we'll probably wick it, whip out some of those old pop punky style oh, stuff Maybe add a cover. Who knows? We like to do covers. Uh, we just we just played recently Anthem Part 2 by Blink-182, which is a deep cut. It's not uh, it's not one of their hits, but everybody's played all the small things, so we want to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then on November 30th, I've been tasked with playing a solo acoustic show at the Caboose. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and I, I love the Caboose. This will be the third show this year there. Uh, but the band wasn't available, and I said, "Well, I could do an acoustic show." Oh my gosh! And it's a night. I don't. I don't know the full details about why, but there's some celebration of music in the in like punk music in 1994. Sweet. And I don't know why it's that specific. Awesome. That's but great. But <laughs> there's two very specific records uh, in in my favorites list or mm -hmm. like in my list of bands that I would definitely cover mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, who released albums that year. So uh, I'm not saying which one I've chosen yet, uh, but you can check out the releases of 1994 and make your guesses and I'll see you on November 30th Sweet. Uh, with my acoustic set. And then lastly, I mentioned it last month, but December 13th, the Holly Jolly Rock Show. Mm. All of our proceeds are going to go to music education in the schools. So uh, rock on for that. Yeah. Yeah. You said you don't have anything going on? No. What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, oh, I'm going to, uh, uh, in a corn maze. This is news. Yeah, with my roommate and his family. We're all going to go do a corn maze together, and then I'm going to... Help my mom clean behind her couch. And yes. And then I'm going to play some games with some friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's news to me. Yep. All right. <laughs> I think that's enough of the news. It's time to go to sleep.
Once again, if you have a dream, anyone, you, you, the royal you, anyone in the world has a dream that you'd like to share with the podcast, you can always submit that by emailing podcast at midnightnotion.com or you can phone it in and actually have your voice on the podcast by calling 612-643-0944. That's pretty sweet. Um, anybody could do that. I'm saving up again for another listener dreams episode. So we'll probably do that. Maybe the next one. I don't know. Pretty soon. Uh, but anyway, we have those. So, uh, I think, I, I think that exploring dreams, talking about your dreams and really, uh, like self analyzing them can help lead to a better understanding of yourself. And it can also, I, I want to say that it can help prevent nightmares, but that's not entirely true because I still have a nightmare every once in a while. But I think the more you understand about how the brain works and the more you watch out for symbols and uh, recurring themes in your waking life, um, they apply to your sleeping life. And so I think the more positive your waking life is, the more positive your dreams are uh, and vice versa. So I don't know. That's just a theory. Mm-hmm. A game theory. No, it's not a game theory. <laughs> so anyway, Alec, mm-hmm. we're under attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is going on? So this, uh, I should let everybody know that we were literally talking about this last night, mm-hmm. which was a Thursday. Yep. We're recording this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. This podcast airs, uh, comes live at midnight uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Sweet. Like or tonight at midnight Really? So, like, Saturday is tomorrow, the 12th. Uh, So we're recording this last minute. I was just going to do maybe some listener dreams, or uh, actually, I was going to talk about the dream that just happens to be related to the dream you told me last night. That's why you came. I'm excited to share this. Yeah. Uh, Are you excited to share this? So, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I really, it feels weirdly vulnerable. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, dreams are a really vulnerable space. It's like your inner, your, your, your sharing your, your inner feelings, inner thoughts. Yeah. Um, I, maybe you'll be happy to know there's not a lot of listeners. Sweet. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it, from what you told me, it's, it's, it's an interesting dream. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 But you, I understand you have more than just a retelling of this dream. Yeah, so it was one of those dreams where I woke up, I had the dream, and boom, I'm awake. And it was like three in the morning, and it was so vivid that I had to write it down. And I usually write down my dreams. Mm. Um, and this one specifically, it happened only a couple nights ago, and it's really stuck with me the past couple of days. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it can really like uh, it can really sit with you, and mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yeah, some some dreams just like stay. Mm-hmm. They have that staying power, but I appreciate that you write down your dreams. Yeah. Um, do you write the? Do you dream often? Every night. Every night. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. You've got the powerful I mind. Know, like, I escape the matrix like every night. It's awesome, <laughs> and because like I can like just will myself to lucid dream too. Wait, hold on. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you like said the magic L word. Yeah, I know, right? I can just do it, and then I can like pop out of it whenever I want, and just like re-experience the dream however I want. Yeah. You're it's, fired. I'm I know, so right? jealous of you right I know, now. right? What? It's kind of like the way... I've never had to like talk about it. The way I think about it, I guess, is like, you know, I feel like eating food. 
the way I can lucid dream is like when you start thinking about like the ingredients, you can just be like, oh, this has like cinnamon and uh, cumin in it or something like that. Right. And then you can just go back to regularly enjoying the food. And then you can like think about the ingredients again or something. But like, what? Yeah, I can just like break out of it, break into it, break out, bup, 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 back and forth. Yeah. That's amazing I know, and right? also unfair. I know. We just had a. Uh, a few episodes ago I had MA on here and they were talking about lucid dreams mm-hmm. and it was just like the conversation never ended. So yeah. I feel like we've got plenty to talk about. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's great. It's a superpower. Honestly, it really, it really is. When did it yeah. start? It's lucid dreaming. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you recognized, Hey, I'm in control of this thing. Uh, I was a kid. Yeah. Child, child, like literally, I mean, I guess it's the first dream I can remember having where I, um, yeah, I realized like, oh, I'm a bunny. I'm just going to jump. And then like I jumped up in the sky and I was like, oh, this is obviously a dream. Like this is completely illogical. I'm going to do whatever I want. Wow. Yeah. But then I like jumped up into the sky and then I forgot that I was dreaming while I was in the sky and then I fell and woke up. (laughs) But like I've gotten better at mastering the skill. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that you were a bunny. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, one of my favorite heroes from video games turned into a bunny once. <gasps> Is but it Mario? It's Link. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Mario, Mario, doesn't he have like a bunny thing? He's got a bunny hood, right? I'm, maybe I'm thinking of Super Smash Bros. where you get the yeah, where bunny. you get the bunny ears, yeah, yep, which yep. are from the Zelda game, yep, I think. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. And so my it's go- all related. My go-to character is Mario, so of course yep. I'm. Yep. There you go. Yep. They're both great. Yep. Link's better. Whatever. Sort of. Kirby's better than both of them. There's that meme. Yeah, actually, yeah. There's that meme yeah. where Mario gets chased by the sun mm-hmm. and Link gets chased by the moon, but Kirby fights both of them. It's true. <laughs> the Kirby games were so fun as a kid. Uh, this is not about bring, dreams. <laughs> bring it back to dreams. Oh yes, yes. Oh, Dream World. Actually, yeah. that is that, that is a good segue because <gasps> Kirby's Dreamland. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, Kirby's Dreamland, and not no joke. That has a big. Um, that's a big part of why I got so obsessed with dreams. Like yeah. I was really into Kirby's Dreamland, a Dream it's a World. Great game. I yeah. think there's a Kirby's Dream World, right? There has to be. I might have played it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like that that concept of dreams, that like mm-hmm. at that age was when I was really experiencing dreams like mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. And really like it, understanding why why these are really interesting. Yeah. And um, and that influence uh, followed me through, and I w- I wouldn't be surprised if the reason for somewhere in Dreamworld is a slight reference to Kirby. Honestly, yeah, on, yeah, you know what I was just thinking of is the new Zelda game hmm? and the the oh, uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah, and the the, the, the Windfish Dream. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, one thousand percent. It's awesome. I mean, don't spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it, but oh. like, go play that game. Mm-hmm. I talked about it when Daniel Mollion was on this uh, podcast, like yeah. one of the early episodes. We talked about that game, and uh, it's 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 just so good. It's so fun. It's so yeah. good, and I was so happy that they really re-released it or updated, however they want to call it. Yeah, um, because a whole new generation is going to experience my favorite. Yeah, like, isn't that wild? It was this to game that up. nobody knew about because it was on Game Boy. Yeah, and then now everybody gets to experience how good it is. It's great. This isn't about dreams. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of about dreams, but I want to hear about your dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, rewind. Uh, you jot your dreams down in a book, mm-hmm. or in a book, or digitally. It, it either way, it's. Do you record yeah. them ever, like in a voice? No, app? I don't. Yeah. Okay. Only if I like dream about a song. 
Oh. And then okay. I record the song. And when you I wake can up. remember songs too? Yeah, yeah. Jerk. I know, right? You're a meanie head. I know. <laughs> um, so so you you jot them down. That's a good that's a good step to remembering them. Mm-hmm. That's probably why you can remember them daily. Honestly, yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, because you're training your brain to look for those signals. Um, hey, mm-hmm. dream, remember that. Uh, great on you for mm-hmm. doing that. And probably another reason why you're lucid dreaming too. Yeah. Uh, but this one, it, it stood out a little bit more. Um, so tell us about this writing uh, situation. Yeah, so um, again, it was like three in the morning and I wrote this all down. It's very uh, top of the head. Like it's not literary whatsoever. It's just like exactly what I remember in the order that I remember it happening. Okay, so listeners yeah. should turn their judging brain off. Yeah, don't don't expect like James Joyce or something. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I titled it "Everyone Disappears." Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think it's a pretty good title for that like a three in the morning. Yeah. Kind of thing. So should I just read it? Go for it. Sweet. The White House was on fire, and the fire was blooming out of the top like a crown. No one knew it was happening. The reporter suggested it might be the Chinese declaring war and finally taking action, but we all knew it was more than that. The news cut back to the anchors in the newsroom, but they were only empty seats, and the camera stayed like that until my uncle turned the TV off. The wedding party was big, and thankfully, the house was big enough to fit all of them in the living room. The house was hot, and the women started to cry, and the men started rubbing their hands through their hair and breathing heavily. Maybe we could get out of this. But where are we going to go? We can't stay anywhere too long, right? Besides, the fields were all dried up and infertile. And even if we could make some off-the-grid, self-sustaining community, none of us knew how to farm. I knew she was watching us. Upstairs, my sister was watching us through the holes in the ceiling. I felt a knot in my chest. She was going to get us. She would crawl and scream at us. I think she was my sister, but she could have been anyone. The party split up into three groups. The first group, the biggest, maybe 30 people, went to the front door and were trying to devise a way to escape. The second group, 10-ish people, ran past the first and outside, and then they were gone in a blink. Everyone screamed or gasped because we were surprised at how quick it happened. The third group of six people were sent to the back patio in the backyard with the dogs. The dogs had a sense for it and would protect them. My dad was in the first group, and my mom was in the third. I thought about the White House burning again, and then we saw a man across the street trying to make it to us. He was from another house. Maybe we could scavenge from house to house. None of the food was going away, just the people but we'd have to make it long enough so that whoever was living there had already disappeared or else we might have to fight the people in the house for their food and life isn't worth living at that point. The man across the street was gone now and I had a knot in my chest in case my mom was gone. I went to the back patio to see how my mom was doing. Walking past the stairs was hard. I knew my sister was up there and I hated her. I knew she was watching us and I hated her so much. I don't think she was my sister. I honestly don't know who she was, but she was older than me, and I remember as a child, she would crawl up to the foot of my bed and scream silently, but I never actually saw her. I was too afraid. So I leapt past the stairs to avoid her, and I ran to the back of the house. There were three big German shepherds, and my mom and five others were sitting having a nice conversation about something. I didn't open the screen door because I didn't want to interrupt the peace on the patio. I saw a butterfly float by. It was a soft, bluish white, and it wasn't worrying about any of this. The butterfly was just flying to the next flower. I continued to the front, and I didn't even care if she was on the stairs looking at me. I hated her. I didn't even look up to check. I hate her so much. Now, there were only four of them in the front, still here from the first group, and they were inside, peeking out the windows. The others must have tried to escape and disappeared, too. My dad was crouching, practically squatting for the first time I could think of since his knee surgery, and he was peeking out the window. They were still inside, and that's probably why they were still alive. It was such a sunny day, and a car came down the road. It was a silver SUV, and then it drove off the road, and we saw how no one was inside of it, and it crashed into a tree. I finally accepted what was going to happen, and I wanted to spend my last moments with my parents. 
I grabbed my dad's hands and led him to the back patio, and he didn't resist. We passed the stairs, and my mom was inside as well, along with the only other two from the backyard. There were only three of them left, and they had come inside. My mom was walking towards us, looking down, picking dog hair off her cardigan, and she said, All the dogs are gone. She looked up, and I had forgotten how old she had gotten, and I remembered how much I loved her. I reached out my hands to hug her. And then I woke up. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Creepy. It was just this thing. It was weird. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this was the writing. Um, uh, this is um, this is a very action-packed dream. Yeah, right? Did you wake up feeling exhausted? Exhausted and lost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of carries over into waking life, right? When you have a dream like this, that it just, like, you wake up and you're like, oh, ugh. I feel mm-hmm. like I went through. Yeah. I felt like a knot in my chest, like that knot in the chest that I was talking about. It was still there when I woke up. It was weird. Crazy. Crazy. So there's a lot of stuff in there um, to unpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of questions, but the first thing I'm curious about without any leading um, is 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 what you get from this dream what has been on your mind since you woke up since you've been you you obviously wrote it down really quickly um thank you for reading and sharing that by the way yeah. i have plenty of questions but i'm curious how you're unpacking it what you're getting from it yeah i don't know don't know um, i think one of the big things that i pick up is i, I really love my parents <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, I love my mom and dad and I just moved away from them recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just moved out for the first time. Congrats. Yeah, right. I'm living in a a, a, a different place <laughs> and I don't get to see my parents every day and it's weird because yeah, I really have a deep a good relationship with them right now. Great. And so yeah, yeah so no, how recently was that that you moved out? A month ago. A month. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like that kind of has something to do with maybe maybe I, I do feel like I have a like since going away I've had this like urge to like see my parents more. Okay. So much more. Yeah. And um maybe a little too much actually. Is there a yeah. um out of curiosity because I mean I I stayed at home for the entirety of my 20s mm-hmm. to pay off my student loans mm-hmm. and once they were paid off I moved into my own place. I've only been here for about two years and a couple months. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, this is my first time being out, not only outside Mm -hmm. of home, but I've, I've never, I don't have any roommates or anything. Mm -hmm. So everything is on me. Do you have roommates? I have two. You have two roommates. So you don't necessarily, you don't have a fully empty, um, place. There's all there, there are people there. Yeah. Uh, but is there, is there something, uh, in, in, in the new situation that is unfavorable? unfavorable uh, not to we won't be ratting out no, uh I mean, anybody but honestly like we have the generic roommate arguments and then we like are like oh whatever like, yeah you know sure. i was supposed yeah. oh. to put up some plastic around the windows today and then i completely forgot and my roommate was like why didn't you do that and i was like well i forgot uh, yeah. i'm sorry also do you the know. dishes come on dude yeah it's just like normal roommate okay. stuff and then we get over it like great. that great yeah. great all right well that's 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 grand but i i can yeah. definitely see how um how how recently moving out i mean obviously they're on your mind and you're having you said you have this urge mm-hmm. to see them more often that makes sense why they would show up importantly too i don't have a sister yeah okay great i don't know who that was i ha- i have so many questions about the sister thing yeah um so let's just get but let's I want to see, uh, I want to know the rest of how you're feeling. So we have mm-hmm. the parents, you recently moved out. Is there anything else in that dream that stands out to you as like maybe something that's happening in life 
recently versus something in the past. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I think, I mean, a big thing in this dream is, you know, everyone's disappearing. Mm -hmm. Everyone disappears. It's the very fatalistic. It's very like apocalyptic almost. Yeah. And I don't know. I just have a naturally, like I, I'm a very fatalistic person. Sure. Always thinking about, well, it's going to be the end of everything. Uh, everything's over, blah, 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 blah. And so right. maybe with all the news recently of like, you know, Mm -hmm. Threats of nuclear war and right. climate change and this and that and that da 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 da. Right. That was actually my next you question. Know, it was like yeah. all this stuff on, you know, uh, China reporters. Uh, was it the mm -hmm. White House or was it, it a was, White? It was house? the White House. The White House. So yeah. I mean, are you are you following politics? Uh, watching a lot of news? Not super closely. Not super close. Yeah. I, I know everything in like abstract and like I know a mm -hmm. handful of like very specific things, but I'm not right. like watching it 24 hours right. every day. Well, even yeah. still though, I mean, even, even a casual observer mm -hmm. can tell that there's just mm -hmm. so much going on and whichever mm -hmm. way you go, like it's, it's tiresome, mm -hmm. right? We always feel like we're kind of under attack always. Uh, just b yeah. by the news itself and not, not, not by the media per se, but like mm -hmm. by just, there's so much bad news being brought to attention mm -hmm. um, and it's hard to escape that sometimes. Yeah. So I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we got the White House. We got reporters. Um, there was a wedding involved in this dream. Yeah. Just, eh. I don't know if it was my wedding. I don't know whose wedding it was, but it was a wedding party. I remember everyone was dressed up. Do you, uh, do you have a partner? Nope. Do you uh, want to be married someday? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's a very personal question uh, yeah. publicly. But uh, I mean, it's for whatever it's worth. I also have the same answer for both of those. Yeah. Uh, but uh, have you been to any weddings recently? No. Great. Awesome. I, <laughs> I was. I also felt like I was like 45 in the stream. Okay. Because my mom, I, I only based that off of the fact that my mom and dad looked very old. They okay. had gray hair and they had this and that. They had wrinkles and everything. So a little uh, future, a for, little foresight, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, potentially. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah, I hope not. That <laughs> would be really scary. Okay. Um, so let's get into the sister. Because mm -hmm. that's creepy as hell. I, no siblings whatsoever? Nope. Okay. Only and child. You mentioned in the story something about her crawling onto your bed. Yeah. Was that uh, within the dream observation? Yes. Or you've had other dreams with this character? This is the only time this character has ever appeared. It, it, the way I imagined her in my head was, have you seen Pet Cemetery? I haven't seen, like, I haven't actually seen either. I was going to say I haven't seen the new <laughs> one, but I haven't seen the old one either. Well, there is a, um older sister in that who's, like, this bedridden, very, like, kind of like older sister and yeah. that's how i was imagining her i guess yeah for the listeners alec uh just demonstrated how yeah how, how that character looks yeah <laughs> it's very convincing if you know you know <laughs> you know yeah you know uh yeah so it's a sick uh, it's a bedridden person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay and so you imagine somebody upstairs mm -hmm. that was probably similar to that yeah um but could see down through the cracks yeah, she was staring at us all the time, and I knew that she was staring at us. And so now, was this a perceived threat, or you could see them? I never saw her. Never saw her. I never, but I knew, I knew she was staring at us. Yeah. Because it's like, it was that thing that she always does. Terrifying. Yeah. And you never saw, that's terrifying. I, I hate that. That unseen and, the horror, I think, is the worst. Mm -hmm. 
I think one of the reasons why uh, the, the, I was like, oh, she's spying at us through the walls is because when I was uh, at the new place I live at, mm. when you're in the bathroom, you can see cracks behind the toilet that lead into the basement and they no. look like eyes. They nope. look like little eyes. Nope. And it's so scary because nope. the lights are always on in the basement, this like very dim reddish light. And so you have these like red eyes staring at you while you're going to the bathroom. I, it's very vulnerable. I am not interested yeah. at all so scary i would yeah. move so fast yeah dude our our basement's just a creepy place okay a bunch of like abstract very nihilistic artists lived there yeah it was very okay yeah are you in the like where do you live at this place i live on the first floor yeah okay is it it's an apartment it's a yeah like a condo i guess okay yeah condo. And uh, and there's people underneath, and you can see through down to like this is it's still there were people underneath, or they like just did art down there, and so there's a bunch of this like scary, terrifying, nihilistic graffiti everywhere. It's very, yeah. I I I hate like that's what there's like a phrase for that, like a murder basement or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, it yeah. I, it's like murder basement, like culty murder basement. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's very scary. But like, it, there's there's a part of me like that is very disgusted, and I never want to go there. And there's probably too many spiders. And there's, there's centipedes. Yeah, oh no! Ugh. Yeah, there's also just a hole that leads outside. Nope. There's just a hole. Like it's it's like the size. It's bigger than a softball. Like it's just a hole. Is it like covered? No. What? It's not. It's just a hole. I hate this place. <laughs> Can we burn it, please? Yeah. I mean, get your stuff out first. I need that insurance uh, down payment or whatever it is. Okay, yeah. friends, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> if you're looking to help yeah. out Alec with the insurance yeah. payment, um, yeah. that is terrifying, and I hate it, and no thank you for me. Good on you for staying there. I'm out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. glad where I am. Yeah. Ugh, but yuck. Yeah, like, I don't know, this dream was just spooky, and like I woke up feeling a hole inside of me, you know? Yeah. It was like, oh, I had so much and now it's gone. <laughs> like, I, so, okay, yeah. yes, yes. I want to call to attention something that is really, um, I don't know, the brain is such an interesting place. Mm-hmm. You mentioned being kind of nihilistic. Mm-hmm. No, uh, all the or time. Fatalistic. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, but your, your brain gave you in this dream a moment of peace. Yeah, with the butterfly. Yeah. There's Isn't that this weird? One little speck of yeah, but there's hope out there, or maybe it's like a ignorance is bliss. I think it was situation. like an ignorance is bliss. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was hope. Maybe it was like oh, life will go on. But so in yeah. recalling the dream, how does this moment play out? I mean, in in the in the written version, you said there's a butterfly and it didn't care about all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but in your recollection of the dream. How does this play out? Like, is it a long, like, oh, watch the, I'm watching this butterfly for an, a, a while, or is it just a background detail that it we was, just mentioned? It was a, I like, I, I remember focusing on it with my eyes and having the distinct thought like, oh, it's just going to go to the next flower. Like it doesn't care about any of this. Yeah. It doesn't even know what's happening. And like, then like that if, was it. If this was a movie, would it like go to a soft piano and follow the butterfly for a while? Or is it just like, like a whip pan and th- then it goes back? I think it would show the butterfly for like three seconds and just uh-huh. this moment of like serene, like slow motion piece or something. And then boom, snap <laughs> and then back. And car like, crash. Yeah. Th- that's panic in my heart. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was really poetic. Yeah. 
Okay, so now what how are how are you feeling in life just in general? Like I mean, so the the thing that I'm another thing I'm taking from this, people are disappearing around you. Mm-hmm. Um the car crash is an interesting one. I feel like I've talked about cars before on the podcast, but some people believe that car uh, the cars in dream uh in dreams are often a symbol of uh life and whether it's if it's staying on the road you're in control of your oh, life really yeah and if it's veering out of control you're out of control um but then in this situation you're watching a different car mm-hmm. and it's veering out of control cuz somebody disappeared someone was in it and then they just disappeared they just vanished yeah and but and so now that thing is out of control cuz they vanished um how much uh, do you feel like um, you are feeling centered and people around you are losing their minds? You know what I mean? Like, is there or mm. or do you feel like you're losing some sense of control of life or that you're like trying to help people, but they're not there or, or you're not reaching? Mm. You know, you know mm. what I mean? Is there like a deeper metaphorical symbol to this? Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> For the listeners, Alex's eyes just went like wide. <laughs> it is just like having a revelation. I don't know. Um, I mean, in my own life, I guess I feel very relaxed right now. Like, honestly, okay, this, is, content. this is the most serene I've ever felt in my entire life. Great. Like, I've reached nirvana or something. <laughs> um, and I'm super, super happy with my life right now. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't really feel like I have to like. None of the things you were saying were like resonating it, with me in any capacity. Yeah, doesn't like stand out as as no. a thing. Yeah, I great. do. I do. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's not really related to what you were talking about. I don't think. But like a, again, like I was saying earlier, like I have this not renewed but invigorated, I guess, relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of just like compassion. Mm-hmm. overwhelming compassion for them yeah and um i forgot what i was going on but like yeah <laughs> but so um does yeah. ha, has there been anything i mean and you don't have to get into specifics at all but like has there been anything in um their lives that has felt like you know like if they're i don't know i'm, I'm just trying to dig into yeah, this no. idea of like yeah. People disappearing obviously in the dream your parent and 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 there's another uh side to this too that um that says that dreams aren't always literal, right? Mm-hmm. It's not always, oh, you saw your parents. That means you're thinking about your parents. Yeah. You know, like it it means that your parents have existed in your life at some point. Yeah. And, you know, our dreams are a collection of habits and memories and thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings. And it could be your it could be a representation of someone else with the face of your parents. Ooh. Right. Um, or it could be literally your parents and really there's no answer. And that's what I love so much about dreams is that yeah. it could be either. And we could go full on um, astrology with this and say uh, like a one size fits all parents yeah. in dreams equals this thing. My dad's an Aquarius. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, oh, and was it, there water in the dream? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, now we know the answer. Right. Yeah. It doesn't really, I don't subscribe to that, but I, I do find it interesting to see what symbols uh, follow people and other what symbols relate between people, mm-hmm. right? And this is where we're going to get really interesting. Turn turn up the turn it up to eleven here. The excitement yeah. uh, rages on. The reason why I so urgently wanted to bring you on this uh, podcast uh, from last night 
because your dream starts with uh, the White House and you're watching this on the news mm-hmm. and people are disappearing, right? And people are disappearing and then flash to your life and your family and, uh, and the people around you disappearing as well and the fear of four people disappearing mm-hmm. right and the blame on or the uh, noting that uh there's the white house and reporters are blaming uh china or mm-hmm. the chinese military or whatever it is mm-hmm. um there's a lot of political influence coming in here mm-hmm. and i can absolutely like i would believe that it's just because of the political climate that this stuff sort of seeps in and it's mm-hmm. just on all our minds. Oh yeah. Um, interestingly enough, a few days ago, I I don't remember the amount of days because I'm pretty lazy with tracking my dreams because I like I recall them really well, mm-hmm. and so I remember them well enough that I don't write them because my hands would get tired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I had a dream just days ago uh, that there was I was watching TV. I think it was a sporting event. On TV, mm. uh, I don't remember what sport. I love sport. Sport, <laughs> right? And there was uh, like jets flying over, like uh, like Russian jets. That's what I was imagining too. Yeah, except they were Chinese jets. Yeah. yeah. So just everybody except yeah, just everybody else is the villain. I yeah, guess the vague enemy. The vague, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. very very comic book villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing on current. Uh, events, but there's this very like there's a lot of talk about China and Russia, mm-hmm. yeah. And so in my dream, it was perceived as Russia, and these jets were flying over, and I remember seeing in the uh, bleachers, like the camera was pointed at the bleachers, and people were kind of oblivious at first, and then I I want to say bombing, but as in a less a less threatening, it was almost like it was just rocks. Cause, okay, cool. Because they weren't, you know. <laughs> That's a good way to yeah, survive. That's, you know, like because yeah. because things were falling from the sky and ruining the stadium, but not in a massive explosion type of way, mm-hmm. right? So it was like just um, people-sized spaces being ruined. Oh, okay. Right. So like, that's a lot uh, better than bombs. Right. Yeah. Um, but also dangerous. Very. Uh, and so there were people sitting, and then like in the empty bleacher area. Uh, beside them, uh, bleachers. So it must not have been a popular sport. Yeah, um, <laughs> it wasn't a stadium. Obviously, there was a bleacher, and like there was an empty space, and like a rock comes pummeling down and just destroys that section of bleacher. And then people start looking up, and then you see, you know, people covering their heads, mm-hmm. and there's stuff now falling from above, right? And so I'm perceiving this through the TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. Did you say you were watching a TV? We were dream? watching the TV. Yeah. Cut to me in real life. I ended up in my dream going to a place that has shown up in a lot of dreams for me, mm-hmm. which is my uh, grandpa and grandma's old house, um, which uh, my grandma no longer lives in. My grandpa passed when I was 10. Uh, but this house has shown up in so many of my dreams uh, because it was a place that I grew up. It's a place where I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And usually in a place in a dream where you're feeling endangered you tend to find yourself in a location where you feel safe Mm -hmm. um, or you tend to perceive that safety place and or that's at least 
how I've been told and what I've grown to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first episode of this podcast, I talked about the wolf dream I had, and I perceived myself being outside my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. There's been so many other grandparents' house dreams, and that the architecture of that is so solidified. I've been in every room so many times. Mm-hmm. And I could draw that whole place up from memory. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very important place. That's why I believe I was there. Mm-hmm. But I was in this, in my grandparents' house alone, and I perceived these jets, um, or at least one of them, landing nearby. Oh, that's scary. Yes. And the person getting out. Mm. Right. And this person is outside. I immediately go into the, I need to make sure they know that nobody is home. And mm-hmm. they're covering the curtains. And finding a room where there's no windows. Oh, that's so panicky. That's right? So, yeah. And it's that it's that movie. Am I here? Am I here? Yeah, I have goosebumps right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that thing where you can look, you can see outside the window, somebody walking by the oh, window. Those are so scary. It's terrifying. And oh my God. they don't look in at that point, but it's that, it's that dodging, like you see it and you quickly dodge out of sight. Yeah, like a movie. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. And, and they're like circling the perimeter and it's just one person, mm-hmm. right? Some just figure of whatever. And there's this immense danger, just, mm-hmm. just prevalent, like looming. It's yes. Over your shoulder. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and scary. Yeah. Have you ever had a dream like that? Absolutely. The people outside circling and, you know, if I dive into this even further, (laughs) oh, so this is going to sound. Oh, so when I lived with uh, I've I've lived with my grandma twice Mm -hmm. when I was growing up uh, until about the age of five and then. After my mom had divorced my evil ex stepdad, and we moved back in with my grandma, mm-hmm. um, in uh, about from eighth grade till uh, the junior year of high school, I think, mm-hmm. maybe senior year, and so I lived with her as a middle school student um, in middle school. Well, it was junior high. It was a junior high at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time she had five acres. There was a time where a helicopter had to emergency land on her property Um, and because there was some flight problem and Mm -hmm. they had to land on the property. And I'm pretty sure there were like people walking around with flashlights in the yard. But like, like, I think they were checking to see if people were awake. Yeah. But like they weren't like looking in the windows. But there was this very like, what's going on? Yeah. Like situation. And we were peeking out the windows and we could like see the helicopter. And uh, I don't know what ha- I, 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 re- I feel like it might have been like one of those like exhaust things, like an animal like was flying or I don't know. There was an emergency. So it landed safely. And then the next day they were repairing it like all day. And so whatever happened with the helicopter, it's fine. Everybody's safe. Uh, but I think I think it was one of those like. There was a car crash or something, mm-hmm. maybe, and somebody was had to be lifted. But like there was a failure with the hell. Oh, it that's... was this whole situation. But besides that point, if we that could potentially be a memory that just shows up in my dream, definitely. So yeah. many years later, but that's how crazy the mind is. Is like the dream could be a reflection of the current political climate and the fear of. Um, a, a foreign power mm-hmm. uh, taking uh, advantage of their resources mm-hmm. and coming against us. Yeah. Or it could be literally, I saw a helicopter in my yard once. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe both. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I was so. I don't. I could be mixing things too. It could have been a dream that they were walking around, but I don't know. Isn't that one of the wildest things? Is sometimes I can't tell the difference between what's a dream and what's a memory from my childhood. Right? Does that ever happen? And yes. you're like, what's real? Absolutely. What? Like, how do I even know that I am here? Like, <laughs> how, do, how do I even know that this happened? But so, isn't it weird that like almost basically the same day we had yeah. a dream about a TV? Foreign power Dude. attack, and then yeah. like coming under fire close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the one of the purposes of I mean nobody knows why we dream, right? But right. like I feel like one of the purposes or one of the things that it does a lot for me is like it, it seeks resolution to a lot of the things that I suspect are going to happen or something like that. Sure. And sure. so like I suspect that there's going to be some foreign power doing stuff, mm-hmm. and so of course in my dreams, then it's like, yep, this is what's happening, and right. then it like runs through it in my dreams. Right. I don't necessarily suspect that people are going to start disappearing <laughs> left and right, but. Right. I don't. I don't know why they were just disappearing. Like, but yeah, that's yeah. so scary to just have like the people wandering through. I've I've had dreams before where I'm in my car. That's my safe space. That's my like okay. place of comfort. That is my place of zen. Really. And whenever I, whenever there are people wandering around something that I'm in, it's always I'm in my car, and I'm in the car won't go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This seeds in really well to what we were right? just what talking we were just about. talking about. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. so. You've had multiple car dreams. Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. like the go-to destination. Mm-hmm. That's my like, this is the place of safety and Zen. And to violate that is a violation of my personal safety. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And then, I mean, so for anybody that subscribes to the car is life metaphor, mm-hmm. um, do you think that that follows that you are feel safe in your life just generally because then you get to, into those um that's that's where this breaks right there's that's where the this is that rule breaks because you might be in your car a lot in real life and so therefore here it is in the dream mm-hmm. right and just like my grandparents house from my childhood that was a safe space so that's why it shows up as a safe space in my I dream think, yeah i mean like it's subjective it's the you know, personal interpretation of what safe is, you know, relativity. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, cause like, okay, if you go back to a dream where someone like you're trying to get the car to go and it's not going right. That's obviously you feel unsafe one Mm -hmm. and two, um, you don't have control of getting out of there. Yeah. That's my life. That's like, I feel (laughs) 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 like, I feel like unsafe in my place of safety and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's my, it's basically, uh, that's just another Tuesday. Yeah. Really? Honestly, that's, that was 2015 through 2019. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, like 2010 probably actually. Yeah. 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 Yuck. But that's just like life, you know? So I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well next time just lucid dream out of there that's the i should but like (laughs) i kind of have this almost like it's not voyeuristic but it's almost this like pleasure of going through like because i'm able to realize oh this is just this isn't real this i'm gonna wake up in the morning and everything will be fine right um and so it's almost this like okay yeah let's just see where this goes let's see how far this goes and like i live in this almost this anguish of I almost take pleasure in the anguish of like 
just experiencing it and being like, it's almost like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like it's like simulating like danger <laughs> and everything, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like it's, a roller coaster, or like a scary movie where you're just like, you're, you know, you're not actually going to get chased by a ghost with a knife or anything like that, but it's just fun to like be like, Ooh, maybe. But what is? Yeah. Like, yeah. What is? <laughs> yeah. And so that's what my dreams are for me, I guess, when I'm not when I'm deciding to not to lose the dream because it's an active decision for me to be like I don't want to do this right now and then I turn it off huh yeah wow I know right yeah no absolutely right that dude, is yeah. a superpower dude I escaped the matrix I yeah what is your secret I think honestly it's just writing just the dreams take down the right pill yeah <laughs> Don't um, do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Nah, don't. Don't um, take pills from strangers, more importantly. Really? Honestly, what is he? He's just walking up to people. Um, but yeah, I think it's because I have written down so many of my dreams that I have this awareness now of like, okay, this is just a, like a loose dream, like abstract narrative. So then I live in that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, the last thing I want to point out before we move on. Is mm -hmm. that uh, I looked up uh, in one of my dream books, um, war, because mm -hmm. I was interested in yeah. this idea of war, um, because of this being uh, both uh, this this political nature of the mm -hmm. beginnings of these dreams and the attack, um, the, the disappearing or the mm -hmm. circling someone's house. Um, uh, in one of my dream books, it says war is uh, it signifies unfortunate conditions in business. Or uh, disorder and strife in domestic affairs. Really? Interesting. Well, interestingly, though, in my dream, the newscasters were like, it's the Chinese. The Chinese government is doing this. It's obviously them taking action finally. Yeah. But we all knew it's not. That's not this. You this knew is, it wasn't that. We, we knew that this was more than what any government could do. It was almost like rapturous. Okay. It was like divine in nature and we were like, oh. Yeah, yeah I can I can understand why it would feel that way. Mm -hmm. Like uh, only like disappearing is the only you have powers or there's some sort of divine intervention. Something's happening. <laughs> yeah, something's going on. Right. Or yeah. somebody has powers maybe. Yeah. Have you seen any movies recently with disappearing? Oh, uh, Avengers. <laughs> did you Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say did you just recently watch? But it, it wasn't like the Snap and like people turn to dust. It was more just you look away and you look back and they're gone kind of thing. Okay. So it's, they were just all Batman now. Yeah, I guess. You know, <laughs> I will bet that this was tangentially inspired by the Avengers. <laughs> I will put money on it. But did you, I mean, honestly, did you recently watch anything Avengers like? No. Okay. Well, Ron, really? <gasps> I watched, there was a movie called You Are Never Really Here with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. And in the film, uh, you're not sure if he has a superpower or not. Like, you're not sure if there's some weird, like, supernatural stuff because nobody can see him. That's his thing. Oh. Is, like, that one person sees him in the entire film and then he, like, completely excommunicates that person from his life. But hmm. he just walks around the world like no one sees him and he interacts with objects and then the camera cuts back to a different perspective of the object and he's not there. Like, yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. we solved it. We answered That's probably dreams. It. Yeah. We figured it out. That's probably it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that there's no more dreams uh, to be had, we've yeah, solved we, the problem. We did it. I think that it's time to wake up. Ah. Oh, oh, all oh. awake. Good morning. Mm, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it's 12 o'clock. Mm, yes. <laughs> it, it could be evening or morning. 
or I, afternoon or middle of the night, I suppose, is when 12 happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah depending on what kind of clock you use. Hey, hey, Alec, uh, do you have any dreams for your life? My real life, my waking life. Yeah. Um, in the Matrix, I, I want to be a good dad. Yeah. I think that's like what I want to do with my life. Same. Um, it's, it's, I, that's what I want to do. I also like on the side, I want to do like writing and jujitsu. I started doing jujitsu and it's really fun. It's really, really fun. How far, like how long have you been doing it? Uh, about a month now. Congrats. Yeah. It's so, so exhausting and so fun. Yeah. Great. I, I love it. Yeah. And then some writing. I, I want to do more of it. Yeah. Good. Well, keep, yeah. keep writing. Do write as much as you want to write. And I'll write as much as I want to write. And yes. maybe we'll share them again sometime. Yes. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, I am now writing an outro for this episode. Thank you so much, Alec, for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's, it was such a blast. We had a fun time. Uh, thank you again to the sponsor that could have been, the immune system. Oh. Uh, could have been. Uh, and then remember, if you've got dreams, please submit them to podcast at midnightnotion.com or phone them in at 612 612- Six four three zero nine four four. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, on YouTube. Uh, it's all over the place. And my waking dream is that you would like, share, and subscribe to this, so we could share these dreams for the with with the whole world. Woo! So until then, I'll see you next time. Sleep well, dream well, and be well. <laughs>